Welcome to The Jeff Houston Show. We are a not-for-profit platform dedicated to coaching and inspiring you on your journey toward wisdom-based living. The goal behind The Jeff Houston Show is to help people experience a greater level of freedom in every area of their lives. You can learn about all the free resources available and submit your questions to thejeffhoustonshow.com. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome once again to the Jeff Houston Show. I'm so glad that you could be here today for us. Today we're going to be talking about the freedom of purpose. Freedom of purpose. Of course, there's four freedoms that we talk about in the Jeff Houston Show. It's freedom of time, freedom of money, freedom of relationship, and freedom of purpose. I'm excited for this uh, show because... Purpose is really about what's going on inside of you, right? I mean, it's purpose. um, People might think that it's an external uh, idea or an external thing, but purpose really comes from inside. And people can have a a purpose that's uh, admirable. Uh, They can have a purpose that's not admirable. But bottom line is your purpose comes from within. And it's really more about who you are than what you do. So who are you when no one is around? Uh, Martin Luther King Jr. once said that the ultimate measure of a man is not where he stands in moments of comfort and convenience, but where he stands at times of challenge and controversy. I think I've uh, mentioned this before on a previous show, but, you know, when I was in a career transition a number of years ago and I was trying to decide what it was that I, that, that God wanted for the next chapter of my life. And I was so focused in that time in petitioning God and seeking God. I was so focused in what it was that he wanted me to do when I finally heard his voice Um, What he said to me was, Jeff, I'm more interested in what you become than what you do. And so um, I set out from that point on, I wanted to identify what were the characteristics that I wanted to become. What did I want more of in my life? What characteristics did I want to expand And um, Zig Ziglar uh, once said, a motivational, great motivational speaker, great man. I had uh, high respect for him, learned a lot from his training and education. But Zig once said that what you get by achieving your goals is not as important as what you become by achieving your goals. He said, what you get by achieving your goals is not as important as what you become by achieving your goals. So what you become is really um, a, uh, what your purpose is, is really an offshoot of what you are inside. Today's show is going to be a little bit different simply because it's not direct listener questions, but I recently met with a couple of young men, uh, actually they were brothers in Spokane, Washington, 
One of them was just starting college and one was just finishing college. And I had a chance to sit down with them and uh, they were just asking me a bunch of personal development questions, a bunch of career decision questions, life questions. And I really appreciated their um, interest in gaining wisdom, right? You know, I mean, the fact that they asked great questions and I talked a while back with someone who is in a different state, but he was just saying how, you know, depressing it was that young people, the young people that he saw didn't seem to have much motivation, much drive. They didn't seem to be going any place with their lives. And so he was kind of categorizing everybody that was young in that, um, in that quadrant. And I couldn't experience anything more different than that. I see great young people on a regular basis that are smart and interested in life and engaged and growing and succeeding. Uh, So that was the case with these two uh, brothers when I sat down with them in Spokane. And they were asking me how I got started in the real estate business So again, this is not a formal listener question, but what I want to do is replace some highlights of my conversation with them. So their first question was, you know, what are the keys to being successful in the real estate business? And I think what was behind it also was, why was I, why did I do what I was doing? And I think they expected me to be saying, well, financially it's lucrative. Uh, You know, you can utilize leverage. You can, um, you know, you have the potential of using other people's money. And so there's kind of some advantages to uh, thinking that way and working with banking money instead of all your own money, real estate is is really great that way. But that isn't what I started with with them. We did talk a little bit about that later in the conversation. But um, what I started by telling them is, I actually started with another Zig Ziglar quote. Just a few minutes ago, I, I quoted him. But uh, Zig also said, and this is my favorite quote by Zig, is that you can get everything in life you want if you just help enough other people get what they want. So my paraphrase of that is that you can get plenty of what you want if you just help another pe- enough other people get what they want. And uh, so many times I think that the focus um, is on what's you know in it for me or what's the results for me when the, the most successful people in life are focused on how do I help other people. And I know that when I'm focused on that, I'm more than likely going to be in the right place at the right time. So um, that was what I started with in talking to them. Hey, wh- how is it that you be successful? But what's the keys to being successful in the real estate business? Well, the first thing is, is that you got to not be focused on you. When my business partner and I were starting out a number of years ago and acquiring real estate, we uh, talked to some other landlords, several other people that own buildings and uh, real estate investors. And there was one 
person in particular that said something that was quite offensive to us. And of course, we didn't uh, let him know that at that time that it was offensive to us, but he referred to his tenants as the animals. As uh, my business partner and I were driving away from that meeting, we were just quiet for a little while. And then I said, you know, please, let's make a pact. Let's have an agreement between us that, you know, if, if that's ever the track that our brains start going down, that we see our tenants as animals, I, I mean, please, let's agree that we sell everything and get out because we believe that every person deserves to be treated with the dignity and respect um, that a human being should have regardless of their economic position in life. And so, again, it comes back to you starting from the mindset of a, a focused on other people and helping enough other people get what they want, and then you'll get plenty of what you want. And uh, it's not a give to get kind of thing. It isn't that at all. It's sincerely in your heart, in the purpose of who you are as a human being, who you are as a man or a woman, who you are as a God follower, that if you're f- truly focused on helping other people get what they want, uh, I know that you'll be in the right place at the right time. And that makes no difference whether you're a real estate investor, whether you're uh, you know, a business owner, whether you're an employee, whether you're a homemaker, whether you're retired, whether you work for a nonprofit or an NGO, whatever it is, right? Whatever you do, whatever you choose to do, do it, um, do it for with the, the mindset of helping other people first get what they want. So then our conversation, my conversation with uh, these two brothers progressed on from there. And, you know, we were talking about mindset and I brought up the concept of gratitude. And as you know, my listeners are very well aware of is that, um, you know, gratitude is such a key component in my life. And I see it as a great mindset to start with. Uh, in fact, right now, my company is in the process of uh, hiring a person. We're advertising for uh, a new role within our company. And, uh, you know, we've gotten a lot of resumes. And uh, so you kind of weed out from, you know, what are the ones that look good to you? And so you develop a, you know, kind of a stack of A, B, and C list of resumes. If it's an A list of resumes, and I think there was, you know, seven or eight of them that we had that were really A list, we were interested in more information. And one of the things we do as a company on a regular basis is we go to their social media sites and we want to see what they're saying. And uh, it's amazing to us how a lot of people don't realize that once they post it out on social media, I mean, it's out there. Uh, And, uh, you know, it's like forever it's out there. 
And so uh, anyway, we like to go and because we get, um, we learn a lot. But anyway, this one, and this was a very positive example, uh, this uh, one person who was, you know, in our A list or our A packet of uh, resumes, the first page on their social media site said, uh, you know, begin every day with gratitude. <laughs> and, you know, I got to tell you that, that resume goes right to the top of the pile in my mind because, you know, I believe that the superpower of the 21st century is gratitude. I, I want to say that again. The super, we talk about the superpower of this and, you know, this country and that country. But you know what? The superpower of the 21st century is gratitude because I found that um, nurturing a culture of gratitude in my life, it, it sets us apart. It, it sets a business apart. It sets your church organization apart. It sets a couple apart or an individual. Uh, the people close to me in my life, they know what I stand for. And in this upside down world, <laughs> you know, um, that's a game changer for someone to take a stand on what you value. And for me, I take a stand. One of the stands I take is on the, the mindset of gratitude, beginning, beginning in gratitude. Uh, it's a game changer for someone to take a stand on what you value instead of just trying to blend in like everyone else. So why is it that that is so important? Why is it, what is it that gratitude, what's the result of gratitude? I think it's attitude, right? It changes my attitude. When I begin in gratitude, it changes my attitude. Because when I'm thinking about what I'm grateful for, I'm not thinking about what I'm not grateful for. You know, Chuck Swindoll talked about, in fact, he said, uh, I have a plaque on my wall or a poster on my wall with this quote that I love. And, and uh, Charles Swindoll says, quote, the longer I live, the more I realize the impact of attitude on life. Attitude to me is more important than facts. It's more important than the past than education, than money, than circumstance, than, than failures, than successes, than what other people think or say or do. It's more important than appearance, giftedness, or skill. It will make or break a company, a church, a home. Chuck Swindoll goes on to say, the remarkable thing is that we have a choice every day regarding attitude. We have a choice every day regarding the attitude we will embrace for that day. We cannot change our past. We cannot change the fact that people will act in a certain way. We cannot change the inevitable. The only thing we can do is play on the one string we have, and that is our attitude. He finishes by saying, I am convinced that life is 10% what happens to me and 90% how I react to it. And so it is with you. We are in charge of our attitudes. That's so powerful. So where does attitude, where does having a good attitude come from? Well, for me, it starts, if I begin in gratitude, then it changes my attitude because it rewires the circuits in my brain to think from a positive mindset, from a grateful mindset instead of uh, the opposite. 
So let's take a break. And uh, when we come back, we will continue on with our dialogue about purpose. And I'll unpack a little bit more about my conversation with these two young brothers from Spokane, Washington. 3D Money is proud to sponsor this edition of The Jeff Houston Show. Have you talked to 3D Money about their 6% account yet? We recently had a listener call us to discuss his renewing CD. The bank offered him 1% for the next three years. He asked, what could 3D Money do for me? We told him about our 6% account that's backed by cash flowing real estate. So how did this work out for him? The bank would have paid him $83 per month. We paid him $500 per month. That's $15,000 more in interest over three years. 3D Money currently has several cash flowing real estate opportunities we are raising funds for that build on our already strong portfolio. If you have funds you would like to protect outside of Wall Street risk, or you are uncertain about the banking system and the low rates they offer, call us today and find out how investing in 3D Money's 6% account can give you peace of mind by helping you grow and protect your wealth outside of Wall Street risk. Call 320-905-3306. That's 320-905-3306. Now let's go back to the Jeff Houston Show. This is not an offer to sell or a solicitation of an offer to buy any security. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. Welcome back to the Jeff Houston Show, where today we are talking about freedom of purpose. And we're really taking a deep dive into how self-development and how personal development plays such a key role. Purpose is not an external thing. Purpose in life really begins from within. And what we've been talking about is the conversation that I had with two brothers from Spokane, Washington. I really appreciate uh, that conversation, that talk that we had. They asked great questions. And one of the other things that uh, the one who had just graduated from college asked about, he said, you know, now that I've graduated college, how do I get started investing in real estate? And so before I answered his question specifically, his dad happened to be uh, sitting with us and uh, we were sitting by a bonfire and I said, uh, well, let me ask your dad something. You know, when did you complete your education? And the dad said, well, I still haven't. I'm a lifelong learner. And I, of course, knew that he was going to say that because I knew his dad and I knew that's how he thought about things. And that's really the way I think about things, too, is, is that we should never complete our education, right? We should be a lifelong learners. And so just because you graduated from college, we talked about, I talked about with them, just because you graduated now doesn't mean your education is done. And so the best thing that you, need, you can do to get started investing in real estate is start getting educated on it. 
right? Don't go get out your checkbook and try to buy a property. The first thing you got to do is uh, you got to start educating yourself and seeking out people, seeking out courses, seeking out books. And so I made a number of recommendations to them. But uh, the other thing that I thought about as we were talking about being a lifelong learner is an experience that I had when I was um, when I was getting out of farming. As my listeners know, I grew up a farm kid, and really that's all I ever wanted to do from the time I can remember. And so when I graduated from high school, I started farming, and then I got caught in the ag crisis of the early 80s. And so I was displaced occupationally. And, you know, by that time I was mid twenties, I uh, had, you know, a wife and two kids and I had financial needs that, you know, couldn't be met by just a, a minimum wage job. And so I was talking with a gentleman who would later become a key mentor in my life. And uh, he said, now you got to remember this conversation happened in the mid eighties, but he said, you know, Jeff, a man is worth about $8 an hour from the neck down. He said, from the neck up, it's unlimited. And going forward, you're going to have to decide which end you're going to earn your income with. <laughs> so, and so at, at that moment, I knew that from the neck down was a physical manual labor job. And so I needed to start investing in my head. I needed to start investing in my brain. And so I made a commitment and actually from that year going forward, there has never been a year that I have not been involved in some kind of a coaching or, or for continuing education program. So that's really a big key to developing purpose and thinking about purpose is realizing that we have to be lifelong learners and, uh, and that we are way more valuable from the neck up than we are from the neck down. So that's a wrap for this week's show. I'd encourage you to check out our resources and send us your questions at thejeffhoustonshow.com. Thanks for listening to The Jeff Houston Show, where we encourage you to love God, love people, and do cool stuff. I'm your host, Jeff Houston. Thank you for listening to The Jeff Houston Show. We are a not-for-profit platform dedicated to coaching and inspiring you on your journey toward wisdom-based living. Our goal is for you to experience a greater level of freedom in every area of your life. You can learn about all the free resources available and submit your questions to thejeffhoustonshow.com. Again, thanks for listening.